Why is Brett Kern still the most important player on the roster? The least scientific preview of a Titan season that's ever happened. Hear about Harry's hams, which might be out of the oven by now. And some grumpy old men moan about technology being difficult. This is the Transatlantic Titans podcast. Standing on the arrowhead at Arrowhead. Brinkley to snap. Kern to hold. Snap. Set. Kick on the way. Good! One safety in this half. Drive starts at the one and looking for a little breathing room and they get that in. Plenty more. Derek Henry still going. Stays in bounds. He might go. 99 yards for the touchdown. Unbelievable. Yep. Hi, everyone. I'm Adam. Um, Harry's with me. How are you doing, Harry? Yeah, all good. Great. Great to be back. Looking forward to a pre-season game, you know, on Thursday night slash Friday morning. Um, which can mean only one thing, really, which is another uh, go on car takes, um, which I know we've all been counting down the hours for. You're going to do car takes for a preseason game? Seriously? Yeah, 100%. 100%. You'd, you'd never have got that with me, rightly. Um, we, we might come on to that. Um, Miles is here. How are you doing, Miles? I'm doing good. I know our female fans aren't complaining of the idea of more camera work and Harry, let's be honest. That is true. We can't, we can't complain, can we? Um, Greg is here as well. How are you doing, Greg? Very well, thank you. I'm not sure why preseason is so worthy of car takes. I'm still, I, I just don't think the two should ever be discussed in in the same but, sentence. But as Miles rightly says, you you want more Harry. You everybody Absolutely. wants more Harry. You can't yeah. have too much Harry. Even, even Harry talking about preseason games is is I mean, I don't know, just it's just not as sexy. <laughs> I mean, you, you're comparing. <laughs> I don't know, caviar with champagne, really, aren't you? Absolutely. Um, it's, not, it's not the worst thing. Right. Um, but Brian was here. Um, we were expecting Brian, um, but Brian's had to dash. Um, I'll let you into a little secret. We started recording um, and then Brian had to almost immediately go, this was slick. Let's, let's hear what happened. Brian is here, although Brian might not be here for very long, standard, um, but we'll enjoy him while he's here. How are you doing? Not yeah, turning well, the mic on. You. It's as slick as ever. <laughs> a bit rusty. It's all <laughs> off season. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm very good, thank you. Very optimistic about the season. Hopefully the team it. team won't be quite so rusty as, as we're clearly going to be. Um, it's, a, it's a cracky start. Really, really wishing that just stayed on the cutting room floor. Um, it's, too, it's too late now. Well, it's literally not. I could, but that, this is this is pulling back the curtain too much. Um, no one let's... would have ever known. We could have just seamlessly added it in, and no one would have had a clue. Everyone would have just automatically assumed this is this is the Transatlantic Titans podcast. <laughs> um, let's assume Brian is here. You know the the autopilot from Airplane. Um, that, that's <laughs> that's what Brian is um, for the rest of the show. Um, I thought you were going to ask me to do a Geordie accent instead. <laughs> I mean, I you've, ready. You've, you've suggested it. <laughs> Definitely not going there. <laughs> um, well, I think any American listeners are baffled enough by our British accents without Greg trying to imitate um, a Geordie accent as much as I'd love to hear it. 
Um, but just drop it in whenever you feel like. I could definitely butcher one. <laughs> Isn't it a Teesside accent if I'm going to get... It is technically, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah they don't I like don't, getting bottled up. I'm not sure if he gets insulted by that because he's a Newcastle fan. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's a diff- difficult one to judge. Don't call him a Mackham, um, whatever you do. Yeah. Right, anyway, Tennessee Titans. It is... 2022. Harry, you mentioned the preseason. Um, shall shall we preview that? I Done mean, that, right? um, Lovely. Yeah. The only only thing to watch for really would be Willis, uh, quarterback, and that'll be about it really. And and yeah, just see how he gets on. Uh, we've we've discussed this before on here. I've definitely discussed this on the Long Sapper podcast that I do. Um, preseason. Is it's just like televising joint practices to me. Um, it's interesting. It's useful for the teams. Of course, it's useful for the teams. Um, they will learn about players. They will learn about all sorts of stuff. Um, but as a spectacle, no, not not for me. Um, but if if you're going to stay up and do your bit for the Transatlantic Titans and cover, so it's it's Baltimore Thursday, isn't it? Um, I don't even yeah. know who else who else we're playing. That's our... Tampa. Tampa in the second preseason game. It's gem- it's generally then, always NFC teams, isn't it? But yeah, and I've I've looked, I've cheated. Then it's Arizona in the last one. There's only three. That's a positive. There used to be four, only three now. Um, so the NFL has improved things in in that regard. Um, it always used to be week three out of four was the one that the starters would actually do more than the whole series. Um, I don't know if that's week two now, but I think with yeah. the Titans, it doesn't. It seems like it's. Just we'd never see. Like, I don't think you'll see Henry out there. Maybe. Well, they said that. If, they said if, Henry's if, not going to play any yeah. part. Yeah. So I don't think you'll see much of Tannehill if he's going to see him at all. It's going to be for probably one drive at the beginning of the second game. I assume. I'm not sure. I don't think you'll see many. I mean, I'm I'm more interested to see who Logan Woodside's going to be handing the ball off to, because <laughs> I mean, he's not he's certainly not going to be throwing it. I assume. Um. So it'd be interesting to to watch out for that. But yeah, Willis is, I think a, a, there'll be a lot of people looking to see what Malik Willis will will give us in the preseason games. And that battle for backup spot is, uh, yeah, it's quite rife. And Twitter will overreact to everything it sees. That, that <coughs> oh, much we know. Goes without saying. Um, as if it hasn't done already. You know, there are people clamouring for, for Willis to start before the season even has. Um, because the most recent thing that anybody's seen is... Tannehill's performance against the Bengals. I don't want to go there. Um, let's have well, let's have a quick look. Obviously, this is an audio podcast. We can't literally we can't show you this. Um, but the unofficial depth chart that the team have released now, most of it is kind of what you'd expect, and 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 actually, it doesn't it doesn't set anything in stone. It's not an announcement of anything specific, but it does give us an idea of where they see things, where they see the the pecking order in, in some positions. Um, I mean, just, just from the top, looking at, looking at the offense, the, the quarterback position is exactly as you'd expect. There's Logan Woodside ahead of Malik Willis on that depth chart. But, you know, as, as you say, Greg, it, that's something that preseason will shake out. Um, whether, whether Willis shows enough to get in uh, ahead of Woodside, I don't know. Presumably we'll keep three quarterbacks on the roster. Um, where we haven't done in recent years. That seems to be the consensus. Um, running back, um, well, we, we know where we are there. We've got 
Dontrell Hilliard, Jordan Wilkins, Hassan Haskins behind Eric Kemry. And then the sort of special teamers, a guy called Julius Chestnut on there, um, which is nice. Trenton Cannon's going to be doing a bit of returning. Um, Tory Carter at fullback. Miles, could he be the best fullback to ever play for the Titans? No, but uh, we don't want to go there. It's very early. We don't want to fall out in preseason. You know my <laughs> opinions. Um, what I will, what I do want to hear your opinion on is what you think about the wide receiver position as the depth chart has listed Nick Westbrook-Akina ahead of Traylon Burks uh, with obviously Robert Woods, who seems to be looking fit. There was the, We were, were all under the impression that he'd missed the start of the season. Now it doesn't look like that's the case. He's going he's gonna to start. Um, but Westbrook-Akina ahead of Traylon Burks, anything in that, do you think, Miles? No, I don't think so. I think it's more the position they probably expect him to be. They expect him to be more across the middle of the the uh, the field. So, I mean, it depends how you look at your depth chart, really. If you're looking at it as just wide receiver one, two, and three, it's ordered in that way. But if you have three receivers on the field, then they are the starting three receivers, I'd expect. Uh, Bobby Woods hopefully comes out of this injury as strong as he's looked in previous years. I think he'll be a real asset. You sort of want to take the pressure off Burks a little bit. I think that's sort of what they're doing with Willis as well, where it's sort of, you're, you're a rookie at the end of the day. I know there's been a lot of receivers that have made an impact straight away in this league, and there's no reason to say that Burks won't be the same. But it's just, I think half of it's for Westbrook. This is sort of a well done for what you've done last year. And again, pre-seasons to show how you're performing. I mean, you've still got Racy and Des, I believe, who are behind them all. And I mean, apart from having the best name in the NFL, or one of them, Racy, seems to actually be performing mm-hmm. quite well. And I know Brian's not here. And again, we're not going to try a Geordie accent, but I know he's really excited with the idea of uh, Phillips and seeing what he can do. I think on the depth chart, they have him as either punt returner or kick returner as well at the moment, because he's got that little bit of uh, agile about him. So be interested to see if we see that much in preseason. I'm sort of expecting to see more of them. Um, but yeah, it's to me, it's it's not an issue at this moment in time how the depth chart looks. I think you fully expect it to probably be Woods on one side, Burks on the other, and then Westbrook, as we saw, was a bit of a safety blanket for Tannehill a lot of last year. Balls across the middle, he trusts him. Obviously, Hooper's a great signing, and we're expecting a lot more from the tight end group, but I think Westbrook's going to still be needed in that role. Carl, a quick word, or a quick further word on Carl Phillips. Um Harry, Greg, I think you've well, you probably both mentioned him about how excited you are. Um, is this going to sub? Is he got a chance to suddenly be, you know, one of the one of the steals of the draft, or are we kind of getting carried away with what we've seen? I think it's impossible to say at the moment. Um, but I mean, from what I've seen from from the glimpses of training camp videos recorded on media's mobile phones um you know he, he, he <laughs> looks a good player and he looks you know he looks like he's reliable i think the important probably the important part is that a lot of what i see even outside of video is Tannehill seems to trust him and as someone who's just come in as a was he sixth round seventh round rookie or whatever it was that we, that we picked him up in um and to automatically get the trust of of your quarterback i mean that that only shows good things that alongside the the special teams element, I think he was a, uh, I think I'm pretty sure it was a specialty of his in his college days of, of returning punts. So, and that's a position that returning returning punts has been a has been a problem for for the Titans in recent years. And and if we can get someone who's 
reliable in that space. He's worth a spot on the roster just purely for that reason, let alone what he might be able to do on the offensive side of the ball. I also saw something from, I think it was uh, Kevin Byard, and he, Felix was sort of cha- challenging Byard more than the rookie would normally have the bottle to do with a, a experienced veteran like that. And uh, Kevin Byard came out, and I know all this stuff's lip service, but he seemed genuinely impressed with his attitude. Um, and I think he got he got beat on a route or something and instantly said, right, you know, I've, I've, I know what I did. I'm learning straight away from from that mistake um, and for, for Bayer to come out and sort of say something, which, yeah, you're going you're gonna to get players blow, blow smoke up, up each other's asses, aren't you? But you know, it did, it did make me sort of notice um, more than usual. Uh, but yeah, so there's, there's a lot of bravado, obviously. Um, tight ends. You've just we've mentioned Austin Hooper. Um, Chig, Chig could be the man. Um, Harry, have you, uh, have you been getting a bit excited about him? Yeah, I love the way that he's uh, lining up all over sort of the field rather than just at a, at a tight end position. They seem to be trying to spread him around. It's similar to the way that they did with Johnny Smith a, a little bit, really, um, and just trying to work him out a bit. So, fingers crossed. That well, it's like news, and I think yeah. I have frozen. Uh, I can still hear you. <laughs> Excellent. Um, but yeah, he he absolutely was advertised when drafted as the Jonu Smith clone. You know, we have the the AJ Brown clone in Burks. We had the the Humphreys clone in in Phillips, which seems to be doing him a disservice already. Um, so yeah, that could that could be exactly how we use him. And yeah, just imagine if he's the, if he's that kind of player. That's a, exciting to me. Um, a quick word on the O line. Um, it looks like the starting five are going to be Luan, Brewer, Jones, Davis and Raddens. Um, you know, we we have Nicholas Petit-Frere from the, from the draft. He's, he's unlikely to start, obviously. And we've got backups like Levine. Uh, Jamarco Jones might be sort of a, m- moved about as, as needed. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I have, Greg, I know you've, you've voiced these concerns before, but um, I'm not sure I see much improvement with with the O line, uh, given the fact that Luan and Ben Jones are going to be a, a year older, um, a year more tired. Um, there's, yeah, I would hope Nate Davis is getting better, um, but one or two there that i sort of wouldn't have seen as starters a year ago. No, I think, and also I don't think they've really committed to to Radens or Brewer. I think they've kind of said that the. The, those two spots are still very much open. Everything I've read, and again, it's it's very much from what I've read. I think they've been impressed with Petit Frere. I keep wanting to call him Petit Petit Pois, which I'm pretty sure is a yogurt, which is definitely not right. Um, that's, that's a P. Was um, it a P? Okay, close that's, that's a Petit P. flu. Yeah. Petit flu. That's maybe what I'm thinking no, of. Well. But anyway, completely irrelevant to to the conversation. Um, I don't <laughs> think they've committed either way in either of those two positions. That's not a shock. I, mean, I don't think the Titans were ever gonna were ever gonna do that this early, um, but I, I think if you look at those right tackle is I mean, look, we we haven't seen Petit Ferrer at all, so it's really hard to say he could come in and be you know, an absolute game changer for us. He was drafted quite high, so he's clearly got good good amount of talent. Um, I, I actually wouldn't mind seeing Raiden's potentially going inside. 
I think he's probably better suited as a guard, in my opinion. Um, but they seem to want to stick with him more in the tackle position. So Brewer, I mean, it's not an upgrade on on Saffold, but whether he no, could no, work as a not. cohesive unit with with the remainder of the line is is going to be integral because that interior hasn't got stronger. Um, even though Ben Jones is still there, which is massive for us, I think that guard position could easily get uh, the left hand side in particular could easily get taken for a ride if we're not careful. And this O line is a massive part of there's probably two things that are going to hold this offense back it's that o-line and, and and todd downing realistically it's however those two areas perform is is probably the ceiling for the titans yeah that's that's a concern of of mine it's been well it's been concern of all of ours for the last year really um, is is the the coordinator and yeah unfortunately i think arthur smith got more out of Tannehill and that offense than than Downing has as of yet. Um, hopefully he'll he'll improve. Um, you would you would expect you would hope so, uh, but that that is potentially an issue. But we will see. Um, He's got to improve his play calling. I think if you look at and again, I don't want to go back to the Bengals game, but the the play call in that first play of the game, which was the interception, was when you when you know you've got Derek Henry fresh and and in the backfields, you 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 call the play you did was 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 almost suicidal and in the end it was you know you've got to play to this offense's strengths and I don't feel like Downing did that in that particular moment I don't think he did it enough last year and yeah I mean we can talk about Downing for for hours but between that and the the O-line that's kind of looks like a patched up O-line at the moment it doesn't look like a fully fresh O-line it feels like it's missing some pieces but look, we're not, we haven't got Saffold anymore. We haven't got anyone experienced in that position. So we're going to have to choose between Jones and, and Brewer. Having two Joneses in the uh, in the O line is going to be interesting. Um, but no, we'll see how it pans out. Yeah, the the I don't know. The whole offense feels a bit like that to me. Um, I don't see any any real position groups that have improved. Maybe tight end with Austin Hooper. Uh, but yeah, compared to a couple of years ago, you know, John Johnu Smith, and uh, before that with Delaney, it doesn't. No. Yeah, we expect good tight ends as a Titans fan. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Defensively, we should be more optimistic. I think um, we've we are underrated by the entire world. I think on defense, um, particularly pass rush. We don't seem, despite everything we saw a year ago with with Simmons, Landry, etc. Um, we don't seem to be ranked that highly by the media, which is great, and they won't see us coming again. Uh, but no, well, I mean, no real sort of loss of any personnel that I'm that bothered about. Maybe you know the likes of Jay Brown leaving is is a shame. I don't you know Rashawn Evans. It was the right time for him to move on, but I, I see improvement on defense. Um, looking at that depth chart, I'm excited. Um, I don't I don't know if we need to go through every position. Um, but one or two things stick out. Um, Miles, what do you make of Caleb Farley seemingly ahead of McCreary and and others? Um, I, I mean, again, it might all be meaningless, but him, a fit Caleb Farley could be exciting. Yeah, I think when we drafted him, that's exactly what we were hoping to get from him. I mean, the idea of having a fully fit Fulton and Farley, uh, having the FNF on the uh, cornerbacks position is is a dream situation to have if they're both fit. Uh, there's been good things about uh, McCreary when it comes to training. 
But apparently, if, if, I mean, a lot of training campers, you've got to earn it, haven't you? You've got to, and if you're performing, you're going to keep on getting the reps. And then it's how you then do if you get a chance to play in the preseason games. That's why I feel like preseason's not that important when it comes to the games. It's more how you train and how much reps you get when you train, working out all the playbooks and everything else. But if he's fit, we all know what sort of potential he could have. Again, we keep on using the potential. It seems to be the common word with a lot of this team. There's a lot of rookies, a lot of new players in certain positions, other than the old line, which we all have said is a bit of a question, and then Tanel and Henry. Other positions sort of hit and miss in some areas. I think Simmons is now getting the reputation of second best defensive tackle behind Aaron Donald. I've heard float around. No arguments there for me. Donald, see how he is in a couple of years' time. But Simmons is a monster. Everyone knows that. Landry's just had a beast of a season. Dupree, hopefully fully fit. And then Zeke, uh, Autry. And let's let's see how they go on defense. There's there's a real strong front seven there, let alone the fact you've then got Bayard and everyone else behind him. It could be a really, really dominant defense, especially against some of the teams we're going to play on a regular basis. Because um, it's going to be a lot of tackling running backs that are... Uh, going to be the main uh, objective I feel so I'm quite positive the defense I still feel like we needed to get a better middle linebacker in the draft but then people would argue that we should have improved the line in the draft earlier on so there's a lot of positions that people will always argue about and until the season happens we don't really know but to see Fulton and Farley potentially as a duo would be uh, really good to see as long as they can stay fit. It's funny how we get excited. It's well, not so much this off season, but as Titans fans, probably as fans of any team, as soon as a player is up for grabs, the the world says we want him. But uh, Raquan Smith at the Bears yesterday, yeah. say de- demanding a trade, you know that that would that would fill a hole. Uh, but yeah, I'm, sh- I'm sure there are other other teams ahead of ahead of us in that in that pecking order. Um, Harry, where are you at? You were uh, full of of confidence on our, our defence? Yeah, I think our first stringers look really good. Um, I'm just worried about our strength and depth, really. I think especially at inside linebacker, you know, you look at who's behind David Long and Cunningham. It's Dylan Jones, uh, sorry, Dylan Cole, who practically just pay, played special teams last year. Um, did yeah. get a nice fumble in one of the games, but just played special teams. Chance Campbell, who, no offence to the fella, but never heard of him. And then it's <laughs> the same with... with Sorry, that it's really if you're listening. We, we have heard of you. Don't worry about it. Chance. I mean, like, I, you are. I haven't, but I mean, sure, we see how we go. You know, uh, come listen to us for the accents, stay for the knowledge. That's, that's yeah. what I say. Uh, it, it's not, not to like discredit him. Like, if I played in the NFL and I was a second stringer, I'd be delighted. Like, but I mean, it just goes to show there's not yeah. like a great strength and depth inside linebacker, and, and, and it's similar with safety. And we can see that with a lot of the roster moves that we're making there as well. You know, we seem to be swapping in and out safeties quite a lot, sometimes due to, to injury. Um, but Adrian we're Cole clearly not up yesterday, wasn't there? Uh, which yeah. made you sort of think, is there a reason? Yeah, yeah. And I just think we're the defense on paper looks fantastic. Like if you could play your first team all, all season and it was Madden and you had injuries turned off, you'd be delighted. But we know, especially from last year, that's not the way the NFL works. And you might end up using, you know, 90 plus players or however many it was in the end. So I just think we are a couple of injuries away from really being exposed in certain parts of the, the defence. But fingers crossed that doesn't happen. But yeah. So you could turn injuries off. Why, why are we doing that? Yeah. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not in real life. Um, oh, tried, one. didn't go too well. Just ended up in alcoholism. <laughs> I don't want to jinx. <laughs> I don't want to jinx anything. Um, we're in pretty good shape there. Um, you know, with you know, for example, Robert Woods, Caleb Farley, that you know may have may have been issues, but um, looking good as as things stand. Touch every bit of wood we can we can find. Um, Greg, special teams. Now there has been. A few noises that I don't like about the the punter position. Um, Ryan Stonehouse, whoever you are, with your seventy yard punts on the on the practice field. Um, I'm sorry, you don't come in and take away that position from the goat, do you? Please, no. I mean, you're probably asking the wrong person here. I mean, no one does. I mean, I think Brett Kern could lose a leg and he's still a punter for me at the end of the day. Um, but no, I think it's, uh, I can't see that position changing. I think they, they've they said all along that Kern's probably one of the best players on this team and uh, unless something has fundamentally changed and he can't can't go as, as, as he once did and isn't performing to that level anymore, um, I don't see it happening. I don't see, I can't see them, them making that move. I, I, I understand some of the fans in particular thinking, well, you know, he's for a punter, he's on a pretty expensive deal um, and that, you know, you could save yourself some cap space, but I, I just don't see it happening. Why, why do, why does that get discussed? Like, I mean, you could cut Brett Kern and save yourself whatever, which is a 10th of another position that actually doesn't impact the game as much. I don't, I, I don't know why we always all GMs, aren't we? And let's face it, everyone, everyone, everyone thinks they're, they're, they're a GM in, on Twitter and, and they'd all have their opinion on what they would do. And if they think they can shave 2 million in cap space, they think they can then use that 2 million to go and sign a world-class middle linebacker, which let's face it, you, you just can't do. So um, I, like, I get it because he's probably more expensive than most punters are. And that position never gets the love that it, that it, but, deserves certainly Brett Kern. I don't think gets the love necessarily deserves unless you're on this podcast. Um, yeah, we're we're obviously all huge fans of the goat. That goes without saying. But I, I I genuinely am baffled sometimes that the impact that they can have on the game doesn't get appreciated enough. You know, where where Brett Kern will stick it in the corner inside. You know, a punt around midfield, you know, it's not going to be a touchback, and that could be that could be a, a fifteen yard difference. Flips, flips the field. Four or five times a game. Even, even there's there's so many instances where, you know, he's he's kicked it out and they've been starting in, in their own five and that can that can massively change. You know, if you can get a quick three and out, all of a sudden you're starting pretty much halfway up the field and you can't you can't underplay that. You can't undervalue that. I think, and until and until he's in a position where he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have it anymore and he's not able to flip the field like he has done for years, then it's not even a discussion for me. I understand you have to bring someone in to compete and this uh, Stonehouse kid may may have performed well, but at the same time, do I see him taking over that spot? Not really. Unless there's a plan that, you know, we have to go after somebody and need this cap space or Brett Kahn just hasn't got it anymore, which again, I've not seen anything to suggest that he, he hasn't. I don't see it happening. No, um, a cl- classic example: the Rams game. I think it was the Rams game last year where he stuck one to the two early in that second quarter. Suddenly, Stafford throws a pick six almost in his end zone, and that game's flipped on its head. You know, Brett Kern won us that game. I won't hear anything else. 
and many, many, many others. <laughs> um, the kicker position, Randy, Randy is the man. And actually, Miles, he's obviously your your favourite, rightly. Um, I feel like there's a bit of security there for the first time in a while. Um, again, not trying to jinx things, but are you happy with Randy? I've just seen the contract that uh, they've given Tucker over at the Ravens. I think uh, Randy deserves more. <laughs> um, I think he's uh, got a great leg. But <laughs> but again, there, like the the value of a reliable, consistent kicker. Um, we were just we were blessed for so many years with Baronus and then Ryan Suckup, and then we had the the farce of the, the last two or three years. Um, but yeah, finger, fingers crossed that Randy can keep giving us that. I saw, I saw a photo of of Randy Bullock at training camp. I don't think we can call him Fat Randy anymore. Has he? I think he's lost some timber. I think he's he's definitely. I don't know if it's uh, maybe, maybe he was standing next to someone that makes him look smaller, but he, he looks like he's lost a lost a bit of weight. He obviously didn't like the Fat Randy jokes flying around Twitter. Yeah, and that's I, I get it's affectionate, but you know, whatever build he needs to be, I'm no if, expert. If he, if he means if he means he can kick the ball through the post without any issues, I don't really care. He can yeah, be, he can. Morbidly yeah. obese, as far as I'm concerned, but no, I just just saw it and thought that's just looked a lot smaller than I seem to remember him. Yeah, fair enough. I'll tell you who doesn't look any smaller than I remember him, and that's uh, that's Derek Henry. Have you seen some of? Well, I mean, it's not new, is it? Um, but I just saw a shot of his his bicep recently, and I, I'm sure it's got even bigger. Like I don't know how you can have that man speak. Let's just remind ourselves that he is still on our team and he's going to be firing um just like just like well just like he always has and um, i don't see i don't expect a drop off from him i know i know everybody loves jonathan taylor and um, because everybody loves the colts but no not for me i'm very happy with what we what we have there for someone for someone who missed so much time last year came back played the one game which not wasn't his fault that that, that that we we lost that game by any stretch of the imagination. You know, it's his, this is a he's got to be favourite for a comeback player of the year this year. Oh, um, absolutely, yeah. And maybe um, actually is. I, I I can't honestly cannot wait to see, you know, just him back and firing and because it's it feels like a long time since I've seen Derrick Henry rip off a 50, 60, 70 yard run, and it's. It's been long awaited for what feels like years, if I'm honest with you, but fully appreciate it. It's nowhere near that. <laughs> it's well, it's going to be, we'll have to wait till at least week one because, as we said, he's not going to play the preseason, which is a good thing. We want him fresh. Um, and he looks, he looks fresh. He looks ready. He looks hungry. Um, love, just love everything about him. Again, another thing that, that goes without, <laughs> goes without saying. Um, shall we look at our schedule? Um, and try and and pick it apart, or do it do an Adam Rank. We'll do we'll call it the Adam Rank thing. Glance at a screen and give it give predict every single game without really thinking about it. That's what Adam Rank does. But we'll try and think about it um, and work out what record we think we're going to end up with. Um, week one feels like a nice start. New York Giants at at Nissan. Greg, you're going to be there, aren't you? Um, yeah, I'm going to be there week one and week three, but. Um... Yes, I think actually the Giants. I mean, outside of Daniel Jones, who, who is just a, a bit of a car crash, really. Let's face it. 
Um, I, I do think they've got some good players. I think they've drafted well this year. I think they've got some good rookies they've brought in. I actually think on paper they're, they're a lot better side than, than they'll get credit for. But I, I, can't, I can't see past our defence and, and if we can't keep them relatively quiet. I, I would be amazed if we didn't come away with the win in that game. I mean, bear in mind what we're doing. We are predicting results of a team that won at Los Angeles Rams and lost the New York Jets last year. Um, so, yeah, take it take it all with a pinch of salt. But we've we've got to get past the Giants in Week One. Miles, um, Harry, are you uh, in agreement? Yeah, I, I think they're. Um, I think they're. Slightly more dangerous than what a lot of people. I agree with Greg that Jones is a bit of a car crash, but he's also had like hasn't he had like a different offensive coordinator every single year, different coaches, yada yada. A backfield has got a fit Saquon Barkley, and then I think Kadarius Tony's going to be a bit of a beast this year, and then Gallaudet and everyone else. They've got weapons, um, but I still think they haven't got enough to beat us week one. I agreed. We'll, we're we're confidently going one and zero. Um, week two could be a slightly stiffer challenge. Uh, upstate New York at Buffalo on Monday night football. Um, OK, it's not going to be cold that time of year, but it's away in Buffalo who haven't beaten us in three or four years. We've won the last couple of games where we've met. They're going to be hungry. They're going to be angry. I don't feel good about this game. Um, Harry, uh, how do you see this one? Uh, so I will always, I kind of have a rule now that I'm always going to go with Mike Vrabel if he's got extra time to prepare. I know huh. that he's a bit on the side of, of the field and it's sometimes you don't agree with his in-game decisions, but his actual planning and game planned games tend to be pretty solid. Um, so I've gone for a win that I didn't feel massively confident about, but I have gone a win. Okay, um, <laughs> I would absolutely love it. Uh, Greg, where are you at? I mean, it's got loss all over it, so 2-0 and o it is. <laughs> it's a, this is just going to be one of those chats where we end up predicting 17-0, isn't it? Not for me. Well, I, can, I, I can ruin that for you if you want. And I know I'm normally the optimistic one. Um, I've put this down as a loss and actually the following week I think it's going to be the banana skin but I'm sure we're about to go on to that okay. I think Buffalo are going to be immense this year yeah I I, I think that's three <laughs> I, I love your optimism Harry but um, you're probably outvoted in this one we're going one and one well next week as you say Miles Las Vegas Raiders why why are you scared of this one I have no idea um, really no I think the Raiders on offense I think have got some shrewd players I think the idea of having Adams, Waller and Renfro as an offence. They've got a solid offensive line. They've got a good running back in Jacobs who seems to be fit. A little bit worried about it. And I don't know what it is about the team itself. And I think, Greg, are you at the game? So, obviously, for your sake, I hope that uh, it doesn't go that way. But I, I'm a little bit worried about that game for some reason. I think we'll beat Buffalo and then we'll do a Titans thing and then just lose to the uh, Las Vegas, about come the Raiders, then, um, the following week. Well, I mean, if you're saying we'll win one of those two, then <laughs> we have to, we have to say that one. Uh, Greg, are you as pessimistic? No, I think it's a, it's a tough. I mean, it's a tougher game than than I think it would have been in previous years against them. But at home, no, I'm not not particularly. I think I think we we should be winning this game. 
I don't see why we wouldn't be. I do think the Raiders are a better side now than they, they were previously, but I'm, I'm not scared about them. There's there's other, you said about banana skin miles. I think there's way more banana skins in this this season. I think mm-hmm. a few uh, games that I can definitely see us losing that we should be. I think it's because Chandler Jones has moved to him and I remember what happened the last time we came up against him. Uh, yeah, let's not go there. Um, Harry, are we beating the Raiders? Uh, yeah, just win, baby. Okay, lovely stuff. Two and one. Um, then we go to Indy. Now, this is an interesting one. I know we've got to stick up for our team and the media are... They love the Colts every single year in the off-season. They're off-season champions for however many years in a row the Colts are. Um, but dare I say that this year they've actually... They've certainly improved at quarterback. Um, Matt Ryan concerns me more than anybody they've had since Andrew Luck. Um, and we know they've got a good roster around them. This is on the road. I, I don't see us... I don't see us getting anything from, from this game. We might split with them. We might win the, the home game later in the year. Um, Miles, are you uh, feeling any differently? However good Matt Ryan might be over Wentz, which is like, you know, picking crap over crap, he hasn't got anyone to throw to. They they have a good running back, but at the moment they've got a team full of young wide receivers, which I think need to really gel quickly to get anything actually out of Ryan, because Ryan in Atlanta, other than Kyle Pitts, had nothing and he sucked. He had no other really struggled with. So I it's feel... true, and but apparently, other than obviously, um, what's his name? I'm forgetting in the middle. He's, he's an absolute beast, um, Nelson. Their all line is good, but again, I think we've got more than enough in our front seven to actually compete with it. And there's rumours that Leonard's actually going to miss a fair few games for the Colts. Don't know if it stretches as far as our game, but that'd be huge if he's missing for them because he's their real rock on defense. So we'll have to see what's happening with that. But I. I'd like to think we can get... I, I'm not worried about... I get that the media loves them and they always will love them, but I think that Taylor is a good running back, not as good as Henry. Their O-line is good, but I think our front seven can still do enough to keep Ryan on his feet, which... Well, hopefully off his feet, but moving around, which he doesn't enjoy today. Hmm. Um, I see what you're saying. Um, I'm just less, less bullish about it. Um, we've got the Colts again at home two games after, well, three weeks after, two games after, given the bye week. Um, yeah, I just, I just, I could see the, those being split. Um, I th- as, I, as I say, I think they'll be a, a tougher test than you think they will. Um, Greg, what about you? Yeah, I think we're going to split against the Colts. I think which one we win and which one we lose, I'm not sure. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if we won away and lost at home, to be honest with you. Uh, um, Leonard, Leonard might be back for the, the game in Nashville. As, yeah, as... I, I think... Am I, I'm not necessarily worried about the Colts. I think that the Colts are still the Colts. And that's, I just think we've just got this. Uh, they just, I don't know, that must be PTSD that I've got from years of years of hurt. <laughs> but every time I, 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 I just shudder every time I hear the name, um, even if I shouldn't be, even if I shouldn't be worried. And um, I think, I th- actually think we do, might win away and lose at home, I think, against them this year. But we're definitely going to split the series. Right, let, let's let's say we're let's say we're splitting those. We've got Washington on the road in the middle. Our our old friend Carson Wentz. Um, uh, can I? <laughs> I? I mean, I don't want to presume anything, but I I would like to stick a a win in that particular column um, if I'm, nobody I'm, objects. 
no, I'm I'm 100% that is that is the banana skin. Oh, oh Greg, God. don't no no. no you can't. I I genuinely think you the Titans always have those games that you know like the Bengals a couple of years ago when we went there thinking yeah this should be an easy put the W in there off we go. That is the sort of game off the back of a divisional game against the Colts, which I don't know. I just for some reason I just feel bad about that game. I'm not feeling confident about that game. That's probably the one banana skin this year. I think we, actually, we, we should sweep the Texans and everything else outside that is actually tougher games. But that is one banana skin I think we could lose. And I actually don't think they're that bad a side. Yes, they've got Wentz, but they've got, I think, McLaurin's obviously, we all know what he can do. Um, but I think that is one game that we the bed. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that in. And just to speed this along, um, just go, just take it in turns and to predict some of these. Um, so we've got, yeah, three and three uh, from, from six games, according to all of that. Um, Harry, next we go to Houston um, on an, a night game. Is that, that can't be Sunday night football. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's the late kickoff. Yeah, it's the late kickoff. It doesn't quite count. It's oh, I've misread, the, I've misread the time. So, oh, okay. Oh, is it that weird? I don't know. Uh, maybe Central Time or it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, how? Anyway, never, never mind that. Are we? Uh, are we winning in Houston? Uh, yeah, we are. Yeah, absolutely. No dramas. Um, they've still got Davis Mills. Um, they have no business being an NFL team uh, at the moment, and we should hopefully sweep them. Now that I've said that, two losses, but no, we will. We will beat them. <laughs> okay, Miles, Arrowhead, that is um, Sunday Night Football the following week. Um, how are we getting on there? Yeah, we've got three tough games in a row now, uh, I think, coming up. For, after the can, after Kansas, we have two other difficult ones. Um, I'll say we'll win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was looking at the next two games and I was trying to pick, because I think between them three games, I do actually think we'll struggle in one of them. And he's trying to pick which one, so I'll, I'll say we'll beat Kansas. Okay, this this is. Do you know this might be the most accurate prediction of the Titans' season? There's going to be. We've got us losing at Washington and winning at Arrowhead. Um, I'm going to go next. Denver at home, and I don't think. Oh, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think we've ever lost to Russell Wilson. Actually, I think I am wrong. We might have done in 2013, <laughs> but um, I I think at home. Other than I don't, I think the AFC West hype is a, is a bit overblown. Now Russell Wilson is obviously clearly a huge upgrade for the for the Broncos, but I just have a a good feeling about that. Much less so the following week at Green Bay, Greg. Um, yeah, Thursday night football is going to be starting to get pretty nippy down there. I can see uh, a lot of Dylan, a lot of Jones. Um, just yeah. That's good. That's going to be. It's going to snow as well. It's going to be one of those early not, unexpected sure, yeah. snowfall. It might game. be an unexpected one. I just, I just don't see us winning that game. If I'm honest, I think the stretch looks relatively good for us, but I think that that, that we can chalk that one as a defeat. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's that. It's a 17th game weird schedule thing that we've got them because they won the division. So did we on the road. That is, yeah, that's very tough. Um, next up, Harry. Uh, the return of the Bengals to Nashville in week 12. How are we getting on? Yeah, I had this as like a 50-50 coin flip game where either going to come out and just, you know, have a couple of fluky plays or an inception on the first drive or something like that, or we're going to 
come out and just run the bricks off them. Um, I've got it down as a loss, um, which doesn't really help our schedule. I did have the Packers down as a win, so I'm tempted just to flip it. But no, I've, I've got it down as a loss on mine, so we, we keep it as a loss. Okay, that's fine. We are six and five after 11 games. Miles, then we go to Philly. Oh, I could just just feel the the anger, not just on Twitter, but in the stadium as well. Um, it's going to be spicy, but um, do we go in there and and come away with a win? If you if you look away from the uh, the traitor being there, um, the Eagles have picked up some other decent players. I mean, they drafted Nakobe Dean, who I said I would have loved to see at the Titans. So hopefully he has an off game because he's the sort of side to side linebacker that can handle a good running game. Um, I will beat him and then we'll all tweet AJ Brown in unison explaining to him why he made the wrong decision and that hopefully, not hopefully, he injures himself in the game. <laughs> so, right, well, I'm taking a win from that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I won't waste any time. We've got the Jags at home next. Uh, that's a win there. Greg, um, at Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll win that. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a tough game. I do think that um, that they're a good side, but I, I actually think I think we will win that game. Wow, I wasn't expecting you to go there, but here we are. I was, that... was going to say their their defense looks unreal, and they are, are just playing Raiders the the game before on Monday Night Football, aren't they? That is fourteen games in, three wins on the bounce. We're going to nine and five. Harry, next up, Houston with the return game in Nashville. Again. We beat the bricks up them. Yeah, I hope so. I think so. Um, then our final home game, Miles, uh, the Cowboys. Cowboys, Thursday yeah. night football. I think, it, no, is it Thursday night? It's Christmas sometime. Uh, it's, it's it's Thursday, December 29th. So I don't think it's classed as Thursday night football because it doesn't stop after a while. But yeah, I think there's yeah. a few games on or something. It's like a mini Thanksgiving. Uh, talking of Thanksgiving teams, yeah, Dallas are weaker this year than they were last year, I feel. Defense, they do look quite good, but not enough to stop us. I'd, I'd, I'd put this down as a win. Okay, final game. Um, oh, it's me again, Jacksonville. I picked the other Jacksonville game. Um, I, you know, I'm gonna. I've, I, I don't, I don't like to do this. Um, I'm putting this down as a loss in Jacksonville on that final game, and it may not matter. Is that because um, we're I just have this sneaking fear that they're going to find a bit of success um, for some reason. Um, obviously, I, I hope I'm wrong. And But five, six wins in a row to end the year just felt just didn't feel right. There's There's got to be a, a loss in there somewhere. I mean, we're still saying we're going to go 11 and six <laughs> based on that, which seems incredible. I don't, I don't know. It feels maybe a game or two, well, probably one game too optimistic in, in my eyes, but fine, 11 and six probably gets us a division. Won't get the number one seed again, I wouldn't think. Uh, but it's a weird one with the AFC. With the, the West, they're going to be taking games off each other. I think the Bills will be the the team with the, the number one seed quite comfortably in their division. That would be my, my gut feeling. Uh, but if that's enough for, enough for the division, what happens then? Um, Greg, who, who, who comes into Nashville for that wildcard game and how do they embarrass us? <laughs> um... Honestly, I, I, this year I think AFC is it's probably the most unpredictable that it's ever been. I don't the bill the bills are standout, but I don't think they're standout in 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 the way that a lot of a lot of 
teams historically have been. I think the Chiefs are going to be quite a bit weaker than than they've been. I think defensively, I don't think they've they've done enough, and losing Hill is is massive. So I can definitely see, and you know, I think someone like the Bengals coming in potentially again. One of the AFC West teams, another potential. Um, but I think that, that realistically, the AFC West, uh, I, I wouldn't really fancy certainly three of the four. I think Chargers, Chiefs and Broncos are all strong sides. I don't think there's much going on in the AFC North outside of the Bengals. I think the Ravens are weaker this year. So it wouldn't surprise me if, if we ended up meeting the Bengals again or... I'll throw this out uh, there. What about what about Colts? Yeah, I was going to say that 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 feels that feels like a possibility. Um, yeah, it might be the other way around. But who knows? Um, but seeing seeing them in the playoffs, you can't rule that out. I don't think nobody would like that. They wouldn't like that either. No, I certainly wouldn't. I think playoff football is. I mean, you saw what happened to us against the Bengals last year. I mean, Bengals are a good side. There's no doubt about that. But playoff football does does weird things to to teams and. We've had it on the on the reverse as well, going into Baltimore and going into New England the year before, a couple sure. of years before, and you know we all know what playoff football can do. So I actually think I'd actually prefer us to be in a position of you know games being on the road. I feel like I don't, yeah, road, I, I know what you mean. I think that might take the pressure off a bit. Yeah, I think I don't think it was great to see a, a home playoff game last year, and uh, obviously there was elements of that that was incredibly enjoyable. The city was was absolutely buzzing, but. I feel like Titans on the road in the playoffs has a lot more written in the script than than having it go through Nashville. That episode of America's Game, uh, when we're going on the road to places in the snow and coming out with those playoff wins, it's going to be more dramatic, isn't it? It's yeah. going to be a better watch for, for the neutral. Harry, how far do you think we're going to go? Uh, um, I think we'll get playoffs, win wild card, and then lose... Yeah, lose after that. I think I'd love I'd I'd love to say that we make it to the Super Bowl, but honestly, there's two reasons why. There's part of me that always hopes that it kind of doesn't happen as well. I just don't think my heart could could deal with it. <laughs> um, like I remember once I went to a Super Bowl party and there was a poor San Francisco 49ers fan there, and I just thought this was the, this is the year that we got knocked out in the championship, and I just thought I'm so glad it's not us because. I think the arse would fall out of me. Um, but, yeah, I, I'd i love to say we go Super Bowl, but um, I think we win one in the playoffs and then we're done. Miles, I'll go to you last. Um, I should repeat what I predicted. I did the, the Transatlantic Titans uh, thing and the, the full 10-yard season guide, and I said, it might. I can't remember, 11 and 6, uh, 11 and Six is that I can't use the 17 games 10, 10 and 7, 11 and 6, maybe win the division, probably lose the first playoff game. That's where I kind of see it. Um, but Miles, just tell us who we're going to beat in the Super Bowl. Um, we're going to lose to San Fran in the Super Bowl. Um, really? I've got the 49ers <laughs> doing, doing things this year. Um, I both financially backed it and through my fantasy football draft in the near future, I will also be backing in a similar Nobody way. Nobody cares about your fantasy football draft, Mike. I had to get it in there, though, just in case. Not that things would have changed. Um, I, let's be honest, if we're all being realistic, it is probably a, a playoff running. But the thing is, a fit, a fit Derek Henry, who's not missed a few games in playoff football, is huge. And it's something that we really missed last year. As much as it was great to have him back, 
we needed him back with momentum, which we really didn't have. And you saw the way we called the game as badly as we did. Um, looking at the size of Derrick Henry, I wouldn't want to go up against him in playoff football. There's nothing to say if we get into there that we can't do a good run because we've got a solid defense and a good run game, which is what you need in playoff football. Um, personally, like I said, I think San Francisco are going to do bits and there's a lot of other teams in the NFC that could also be the same that'll come against us. Um, I disagree that I actually think the Ravens are going to be quite deadly this year. I think they've improved on defense and they actually have running backs this year. And their old line is also solid. So we'll see what happens with that as all predictions and inevitably we're often wrong. Um, so I think um, we'll lose in the Super Bowl. Um, the loan that I take out to pay for my ticket to get me there will cripple me for years to come. And hopefully my heart does fail on me. So then I don't have to worry about the payments on that. Oh, well, that that's the spirit. That's the way to look at it. There you go. Um, <laughs> um, all right. I, I want one word answers on this. I'm just going to throw this question out there to each of you. Um, and that question is, will Malik Willis take more than 30 snaps? Uh, Greg? No. Harry? No. Miles? Austin, uh, no. Okay, that's four no's. That's good. That's all we needed. That's all we need to hear. Um, yeah, Ryan Tannehill is going to, well, whatever happens, um, put some ghosts to bed. Um, I do think we'll see Willis on some goal line play action sort of stuff, but no. Yeah, that's that's why that's snaps. why I said thirty snaps. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I do I, expect I think... them to give him a little bit of see what his legs can do, because it is going to be a threat, and then just give it Henry anyway. Um, but yeah, no more than thirty. And it's actually quite nice to have that. We haven't had that in a few years. That sort of quirky quarterback that we could use, even if even if it's a, as a decoy. Um, suddenly he's on the field. Um, defenses are looking over their shoulders, thinking twice what's going on here. Um, so yeah, I think we'll see a bit, see a bit of that. Um, probably all sorts of uh, trickery at, at, at the wrong moments, but we're used to all that. It works more often than it doesn't. There, there we go. Anything else Titans related that we we should cover? Um, it feels like it's obviously a while since we've we've got together, um, but. That's our that's our preview. That's what we think. Um, tell us tell us what if you're listening to this. Tell us at Transatlantic TN what you think. Um, everything we've we've got wrong. Are we actually going to go 17 and 0? Are we going to do worse? Are things going to go wrong? Let us know. Um, but we we will finish with non-Titans related stuff. Um, Harry, you mentioned before we came on air that you had some hams in the oven. How are they looking? Are they highly uh, glazed? No, they are just um, oven-cooked hams. It's one of our most popular sellers here at um, the business. They are firmly out of the oven. Um, luckily, I managed to get somebody just to sort that out whilst I've been on this very important phone call. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we are we are good to go. They just need to be trayed up and then fridged, breaded by hand, of course. You know, we're very artisan here at this delicatessen. And so then you we're, don't uh, go and buy Aldi-breaded ham? just snip we, out with some scissors and stick it on no, top of a lettuce leaf? No, we, we do not go to uh, Aldi um, for any ham. That or indeed sure. anything else ever. Nothing else ever. Okay, no, that's good. definitely not. No, that's good. no, no, no. I know businesses that do. And uh, yeah. You wouldn't, you wouldn't go and eat there. You wouldn't go and eat there. No, 
<laughs> not, not me personally. Not, not unless it was free. Um, anyway, so... <laughs> uh, yeah, so my non-Titans related is that obviously I've now got a five-month-old boy who is um, completely oblivious to what is going on in the world around him, but does now sit up and sit up in a way that you can point him towards the telly in things that you might want to watch. So, you know, the other night, there's a bit of football on the telly. I say, ah, let's seat you towards the telly. Make it sure that you look interested in it. Problem solved. Sky Sports likes to do a random game from 2013 every so often for absolutely no reason in the morning. Let's whack on a bit of NFL first thing in the morning. Sit him towards it. Look, he loves it. We can't change it over now. However... (laughs) I'm also clocked onto this and I've watched more EastEnders and Coronation Street than I've ever watched in my whole entire life because of this tactic. So <laughs> you take with one hand, give with the other. But uh, no, looking forward to being able to just watch a bit of the game, even though he has absolutely no idea what's going on with the boy. So I, I remember having this theory along those lines. I mean, I guess one of my kids, I don't know which one it was, would have been a similar age. And then... Um, like live sport getting their attention. I had this theory that it was the colour green and lots of the colour green being on the on the TV that was what was doing it because it was definitely a trend of sport being preferred to other stuff. Um, so persist with it. Um, and t- two-tone blue he'll, he'll obviously love um, as he gets older. Yeah, and you also get yourself into a bit of a conundrum where you work out how many social media posts you can put on about them. Um, and also if it's um, probably morally right to put them in a Titans jersey tweet the titans and then get annoyed when they don't retweet it um, oh have so you that's outrageous come on come on titans come on nate um not 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 done it yet but it will be uh probably a week oh, one okay. special well, they they yeah. will we re- they will retweet it when you do i've no doubt about that um, um, we know that a lot of the media people and and players and probably mike Vrabel listen to this as well so i mean it's a dead cert now to make sure it's done <laughs> Can you imagine if Mike Brabel listened to this? He wouldn't listen to his own podcast. Not that he'd ever, ever be involved in a podcast. <laughs> I think he'd be pretty pissed off about how I talked about Campbell earlier, but sure, we'll see how we go. <laughs> I was saying, hopefully Campbell's not listening. No, Coach Brabel hasn't heard of him either. It's fine. Yeah, no um, chance. <laughs> um, Miles, what have you got for us? Yeah, um, first off, obviously, we heard that Brian was here before, so uh, I'm sorry for the the bleeping that's going to follow, but I thought I'd do an impression of what Brian wanted to say, uh, which would be, uh, how we, that Robbie Savage is a... <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll give a moment so we know I... for editing purposes where to bleep. Thanks for that. Thanks. For You're welcome. <laughs> Didn't think you worked hard enough in this heat. Um, no, mine was a fairly quick one, because none of them will be listening but it's uh, a real annoyance of uh, how uh, parents can act on the sideline when their uh, kids are playing um we will actually will be american football not soccer this time around um recently uh my team that coach were lucky enough to get to the finals uh, after an unbeaten season and um it's amazing still how misbehaved parents can act on the sideline with their kids when it comes to what is a quite social sport i mean we we bring up our kids well to when you've laid someone out, you pick them up, you tap them on the back, say nice one on to the next play and stuff. And some of the words you hear coming out of parents on the sideline, I still don't get it. I, I know what happens at um, all ages and you see it all the time online with how they can act with like their six-year-olds are playing football against other six-year-olds and there'll be parents scrapping 
and I've never had the, I'll say joy, but I've never seen it live. And then to see it in a, a stadium, what's meant to be like a finals event of seeing parents fight with each other, I just don't get it. I, I get, you know, you want to win and stuff, but you're sort of embarrassing your kids when you're, when you're doing it. So it was just, a, it was an annoyance really that takes the shine off what is a really, really nice event to just sort of like you're there to enjoy yourselves and then you're having to break up fights from parents because someone's not happy at someone missing a capture or something so just do better for any parents listening if you're one of them don't be one of them at the risk of making more work for myself um there are just absolute <laughs> everywhere um and you know some of some of some parents that i see on the, the sidelines so under 11's foot under 11's football um yeah, the kids, the kids are way better. They behave much better than than the adults, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, Greg, um, what have you, what have you got to tell us? Not a lot. I mean, um, um, it, the football or soccer season has started again, which is perfect timing because cricket seems to think the hundred is the way forward and means I can distract myself by watching some football instead of uh, having to to watch that. Um, but with football, um. Uh, financing finances in football is have been ridiculous for years but how on earth are Barcelona continually getting away with just signing players constantly even though they are absolutely in financial ruin and haven't got enough money to to pay their players when it comes to uh, like registering them as an actual player yet continually spend 50 60 million and no one bats an eyelid it's just like for me it just takes I mean I support a football club that play sort of fourth tier of English football so the money that we spend on players is probably about as much as you pay for a bit of pick and mix at a, a cinema nowadays but the or that, you, or that you pay for Charles Campbell yeah. yeah absolutely but when it comes to the, these clubs like Barcelona for example I just don't know how they continually get away with it because it just makes a mockery of, of teams that are at play at that level and it also makes an even bigger mockery of teams that have come and gone bust over 100 grand tax bills for example um yeah it's just i keep seeing they're now linked with so and so and another 50 million quid deal or whatever it may be and i just think yeah look we're never gonna we're, we're too far gone from actually putting a any kind of there's never gonna be a salary cap in in football we know that there's never going to be any kind of control on spend the financial fair play clearly is completely screwed and doesn't work but um yeah, it's like it kind of makes a mockery of, and I'm quite glad I don't support a, a Premier League team, certainly a Premier League team that competes in Champions Leagues, because it just, I just think it makes a mockery of the sport. Very yeah. serious one for me. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, so much dodgy stuff going on there. I mean, it's just, dropping down though in the English leagues. Like, I, it's, I'd happened, Derby last year almost went out of business, and then all of a sudden, some is it new owners, and now they've suddenly signed like 14 players and just from one. I mean, and. With Barcelona, I know a couple of their players need registering. I think they said by Saturday or they just get released. Yeah, Bolt, Bolt, it happened in Bolton you, as well. When Bolton but, literally yeah. were minutes away from going bust the same time as Berry, And they'd got these these new owners that that come in and they barely even had clearance to become the new owners. And they're signing like Daryl Murphy for five grand a week in League Two or whatever it was. But that, that's so why, rightly, you have significant um, league points penalties for clubs that do this. Um, you know, otherwise, it's just it's just not fair. But I mean, you know, in, I don't know what's going on in Spain. They Spain get with because of who it is. It's they're that bigger team that they know. Without Real Madrid and Barcelona, that league is nothing. 
and they will let them get away with it. Because they're, they're, they're not, not starting on minus twenty points, are they in La Liga? No. Like they signed. They signed the guy from. Uh, is it Kunde, the guy who? Sorry, um, Sevilla. That, that wasn't me swearing. Um, the guy who uh, <laughs> they signed from Sevilla, and and like Chelsea, I think offered Sevilla more money, and it's, it's clearly some dodgy crap going on with the fact that he went to Barcelona for less money. It doesn't make any logistical sense from a business perspective. So it's clearly something going on. I just I don't know. I just think whole Barcelona thinks an absolute joke. Like they couldn't afford to register players last year and they're now spending another probably 200 plus million this year and it just it just makes a mockery of the of the game and it's a game that i grew up it was my number one sport when i grew up and it was a it was a, a sport that to this day i i still love and it's like kind of things well, what's, what's the point there's no level playing field you're never going to see a, a team realistically I, the team i support i'm never going to go any higher than probably league one i've come to accept that but the gap um, is just massive and there's just no chance in a million years, doesn't matter how much financial backing goes behind a club like the club I support. So you know you've got that ceiling. But with teams like Barcelona, they just get away with murder. This has all been this is a bit bit too serious. And so I'll I'll take this I'll take this where it needs to be. And I just just getting fed up of a sort of a tech tech related thing but just more and more stringent security on like things you sign into and it's both it's both my work and personal stuff you know the, the same sorts of gripes and um, you know you used to get you know someone would just email you something but for everything everything you've ever bought or anything you ever buy now you've got to have an account um, and it's not just email and password there might be two-factor authentication or trying to pick six pictures of boats out of a wall of 12 pictures and you can't even see what's going on in the pictures because it's deliberately greyed out to stop bots getting in. Um, but you can't. But you, get, you get one boat wrong, so you have to reset and start again and reset your password. But you can't set a password because it has to have so many special characters or capital letters or numbers and certain sequences are disallowed but you don't know which sequences are disallowed because they won't tell you so you can't come up with a password that even works um but then it's okay so you use whatever google suggested password is that's got just incomprehensible um you try and write that down but you can't get there quick enough because you can't copy it because it's all grayed out so you password reset and then you don't get the email so you can't log into the thing that you're you're trying to get into in the first place it it was simpler 20 years ago or pre-internet. Can we go back there? And um, just before all of this. Well, let's not, because then no one would be listening to this. Uh, yeah, that's true. We could uh, <laughs> send, what, send, we could send this out in the mail by cassette. And see, then you can all listen to it in your car. What's even worse is banks nowadays and the, the level of like, I don't know if this is a thing in America or whether this is like a very much a UK thing, but the, to jump through hoops just sometimes just to make like they've brought in contactless which is all about speed tap go and let's be fair someone picked up my card off the street because i dropped it they could pretty much do what the hell they want in theory why I, I try and buy something online i have to jump through like a million hoops to get there and if you try and buy you know something that the bank isn't happy with you buying i.e like for example you try and invest into a cryptocurrency some banks just literally say oh no this is a a scam well, well, it's not, and it's my choice what I do with my money. That's my head in how bad it is now in this country. It's though. all a pyramid scheme, Greg. The banks are right, and it's, you're it's, falling for it. 
but it's just madness. The kind of like nowadays, it just they make you fr- jump through so many hoops just to make like a, what is a simple purchase, and it kind of boils down to that again. It's like back in, may sound like really old here, but you know, years ago, I don't remember ever getting to that point where it was that difficult to make a purchase online, where you have to go in, approve it with your app, show your face, show biometrics, where you have to move your head around within within a space to show that it's definitely you. It's not just a photo of you. Um, just, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I had to sign a finance agreement this week and humble brag, uh, humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And honestly, like it was, it wasn't just print off a PDF and stick your signature in the box and even scan it and send it back. No, it's not. That isn't how these things work anymore. I had to, I upload a copy of my driving license and then take a selfie while logged in that it biometrically tried to match to what I just uploaded. And let, it won't shock you to hear it took several attempts to get this right. <laughs> um, but just 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 simpler times. I'd um, be screwed if I had to do that because my I think my driving license photo is me when I'm 18. I don't think I've actually changed it. I think the last time I changed my driving license and updated my driving license, it said, do you want to use the same photo? I was like, yeah, saves me, saves me sending you a new one. And it's literally me <laughs> of like 18-year-old me. So I'd be screwed. Yeah, but yeah, well, our kids can, Harry, you'll find this out. Um, I don't know if your boy's got a passport yet, but they can, they'll have a passport which will have a, a picture of a newborn that they'll travel on till they're five. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I, I don't know yeah, how we, anyone uh, just applied for one. I said, but when the, by the time that we go to somewhere, it's going to look completely different, and then we're going to have to argue with the person. And she's like, ah, oh, just get one, just get one. So uh, I mean, we, well, what, we got what one. They in the do, end. What they what they do is they ask the kid a couple of questions, like what, but which is fine once they're three or four. Like they ask the kid what their name is and where they come from or whatever. Um, but yeah, as, even as a two-year-old, it's a joke. I mean, I'm currently in a Tesco. Passports are dodgy. It's all dodgy. It's all uh, just just go back to simpler times. Um, back back when you know we had red passports or whatever. I did want to say that. just um, one thing as well. The uh, the fella that I've never gotten the name of, but completely dissed earlier. Sick found pick from uh, Old Miss. He plays chance camp. Yeah, uh, yeah. He played most of his college career in Maryland. Did feel slightly bad, so I did actually research him, and uh, he's a rookie. So no wonder I hadn't heard of him. There we you are. need to get him on the back of your new Titans jersey now. That's your that's your blazing game. We've got a couple of issues with that one, really. Um, first of all, his username is C something twenty two, but he wears number forty five. So um, really needs to just shape up on his social media slash jersey number uh, ace in it, really. But yeah, we're uh, you know I DM him. We sort it out. We sort it out. What's the chances of getting him on our podcast? I'd say slim to none now, but we can try. I don't know if that was was that a pun or did I, you purposely? Well, you didn't you didn't acknowledge my no chance one earlier either, so I thought I'd try yeah. for a second time. <laughs> if at first you don't succeed, exactly. I'm not going to laugh this time either, um, regardless of noticing it. Right, let's get out of here. Um, good to chat as ever. Nice to be back. Um, it might even be more slick next time, um, but we yeah. will. I imagine get together to. We're not going to talk about the preseason games. Um, Harry might. You'll hear. You'll see his car takes. Um, but we'll get together to look ahead to week one, I guess. Um, but in the, then in the meantime, tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up.